You are tuned to the Martially Speaking Podcast with your host, Jeff Green, a practitioner of Wing Chun Kung Fu, Savat, and JKD. Now, here's your host, Jeff Green. Thank you again for that rousing introduction, Angela. This is Jeff Green of the Martially Speaking Podcast with JG. And if you haven't figured that out by now, JG is me, Jeff Green. I appreciate you joining me again. Uh, We have a very special guest today. If you're a Bruce Lee fan, you'll want to tune in. Coming to you from the third rock from the sun, United States in the state of Georgia, the quaint city of Lawrenceville in Gwinnett County. I have with me today Sifu Randy Othman of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where he is a Sifu in the art of Jeet Kune Do, JKD, scientific street fighting. And without any further ado, here he is right now, Randy Othman, Sifu Randy. Welcome. Sifu Randy, how are you? I'm doing great. How you doing, sir? I'm doing outstanding. I guess you guys are getting some of this uh, snow that we had here in Atlanta. Oh, no snow. Just, no snow? Just, just a bunch of rain and, and, and cold temperature. That's all. You know, I woke up this morning and uh, my son and I were like, yeah, there they go again. They were wrong again. There ain't no snow out here. But uh, we had some strong winds. And he opened up the door. He okay, oh, it looks like a little hail. And then next thing you know, it was snow. So it snowed for about three or four hours here. Wow. So I you think guys got what, an inch, two inches? Um, it may be, maybe, maybe just under an inch. I, I would imagine it, it, it was coming down pretty good, but oh, okay. It's the ice that gets us. So it's getting uh, colder. And I'm like, okay, it's all wet. So it's time to park the car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, I didn't take you away from football, did I? No, 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 no. I just came from work, so uh, I'm fine. It's okay, great. You're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I am. SEC country. I just talked with a guy uh, from Raja Academy over in Greenville. I'm not oh. sure if you're familiar with them. Yeah, uh, no, not really, but um, the Greenville uh, Marshall Academy is a... Uh, uh, it's a friend of mine. His name is Jason Corral. He's a JKD instructor and young instructor. I've heard of I've heard of him. I think I've seen some of his videos. Yeah, he's Raja Academy. They they do Kali, Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai. I think they do Wing Chun, JKD. She came from Francis Fong, which is where I kind of started out. But you oh, and I had a similar path. I can't believe we never ran into each other. Oh uh, well, we with probably the did. Lamar Davis. <laughs> we yeah. probably did, you know. Sifu Lamar, one of the legends uh, absolutely in JKD. Absolutely. And yeah. I can tell you how much I respected him. I drove from Atlanta to Oneta. <laughs> yeah. I to train uh, with him. That was about two hours there and two hours back. For, I took I took my student to uh, to Alabama to meet and for a seminar that uh, Sifu Lamar was doing. Took him there about three times, and it took us about eight hours from here. Okay, yes, it's two hours. But I'm like, you know, I really, I was like, I, I really respect you. It's worth if it. Come, yeah, if I come that, you know, you, it's like you build it and they'll come. And uh, I think I saw him on. 
Facebook and it's like, yeah, let me go check this guy out. Yeah, but, he's very knowledgeable, intense. Oh, one of the most, oh, God, probably one of the top Bruce Lee aficionados ever. Yeah. He has a this great. little shrine back there. And uh, But tell me this now. Did you have the Mike Tyson effect with him? Because I remember <laughs> when I saw him, right? You know, I saw him when, like, God, this dude is muscular. He's like, you know, he looks mean. And I remember him walking up. I'm like, ooh, this dude, you know, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm like, oh, my God, Mike Tyson. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has that high voice and he's real friendly, but he just has a look. Like, you know, no, when, when don't want to mess with him. Yeah, when I met him, I, when I met him, he, he was very calm, collected, and uh, his voice was down and, and very low-key and... Uh, I was just like, expecting something bigger just looking at him because I was like, look at those shoulders. And- sure, sure. Yeah, he's he's he sure uh, kind of can intimidate you, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, oh, it's a pleasure, sir. So tell me about, um, well, actually, before we get into um, the Lord JKD, um, looks like you started in 1990. Now, is that with JKD? or did That's you- with JKD, yes, sir. Okay, what did you, did you do anything prior to that? Yes, sir. Uh, I went to Cal uh, State in Hayward in California. That's where I grew up. And uh, okay. we had uh, the Bay Area, as you know, you know, they have Chinatown and San Francisco and everything. So the Bay Area invited a lot of Oriental students. So so uh, I kind of hang out with the Chinese and Japanese guys because I love the, you know, the Oriental culture. Right. And being a Bruce Lee fan and all that stuff and, and yeah. being a mar- in martial arts. So I, I've learned from books, at, you know, till, till that time. You know, we didn't have internet and stuff like that at, mm-hmm. in those days. Yeah, I'm, yeah so, I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so uh, there was some of these guys that came in from Taiwan and China and Japan, these these students were martial artists and they knew they've been training for five and 10 years, some of them. So since mm-hmm. they were kids, so I, uh, then they decided to form a martial art club. So I hang out with them and we just cross train and I've tried to learn from them as much as I can. Okay. Then I moved to Alabama and when I moved to Alabama, it's like I was in Huntsville, Alabama. I was like, okay, I want to learn Wing Chun, JKD, stuff like that. And uh, what made you? Know, you what made you want to learn? Is that because of Bruce Lee? Because of Bruce Lee, and okay. because I want to. I've 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 I've, I've had cross training with a karate, couple karate guys, and <clears throat> I didn't care for the forms. Okay. Somehow I hated the forms. And I didn't see the application. Like the katas, yeah, the katas and stuff like that. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for the app. I didn't see the application as much at that time. That transferred to real life, right? You know, in combative real life street scenarios, right? So I said, well, I want you know hands on type of things, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I want to be able to do everything and to have an open mind about things and be fast. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, I'm 18, 18 years old, you know, that's how my thinking at that time. So, uh, so, uh, when I was in 
in Alabama. I started learning Tunsado for some reason because that's the only school I saw in Huntsville. Yeah. Chuck, and, that's Chuck Norris, right? No, Tunsado. It's a Korean. It's another Korean art like Taekwondo. Right, but I'm asking, didn't Chuck Norris do that? Yeah, he did that, but then he kind of took went, some from other things and oh, created okay. his own Chuckendo, I think, call or something. Oh, okay. Like yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. Then, then I'm a geek, man. I'm a martial arts geek. <laughs> hey, man, me too, man. So, so uh, then one guy brought a magazine. The guy I work with, and uh, he brought a magazine, and there was a an article in there with Lamar Davis and Sifu Tidwang and Dr. Zilo about forming a, the JKD Alliance, and there was a phone number. I thought this phone number is a correspondence phone number, not Sifu Lamar's school phone number. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me call. Maybe they know his number, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> to my surprise, when I called, he answered the phone. He said, <laughs> this is Lamar. Can I help you? Uh -huh. And I froze. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, hello? <laughs> I didn't expect that. I thought, right. you know, I was going to ask who's on the other line, <laughs> you know, people Lamar's, you know, uh, you know, mailing address or, yeah. or phone number. So that was <laughs> that's it. So, so that's how it all started. But see, so basically my background before then was books, learning from these guys and six months worth of Tungsudo. That's it, really. You know, well, you know, you had more background than I did. I I started, man, I was 42. I basically started because I couldn't play basketball anymore. And um, I started off at Wing Chun, Ed Berger Wing Chun. Oh, okay. That's great. Uh, and um, so, yeah. So I, you know, I understand starting late, but. Who you who you uh, trained Wing Chun with? Well, I started off with Sifu Ed Berger. And then. Uh, oh, okay. He was, you know. He was very good. He came from Sifu Jason Lau, who came over with Sifu Francis Fong. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I looked up Francis Fong, and I saw he had all these other arts. And because I was older, I'm like, shoot, you know, I might should go here because I want to train a lot of different, because I'm 43 now. But at that time, I've been with Sifu. I stayed long enough to learn Sealem Town. Oh, okay. And some good basics. I mean, his... Yeah. He produced some really good fighters. He was a street fighter in New York, and that was kind of their style. Them, those dudes were good. They were, their defense was ridiculous. <laughs> I still think about how I couldn't penetrate those dudes. Their defense was crazy and close. So, yeah. So that's how I started. But, um, yeah, go ahead. You started. So you called Sifu Lamar. And yeah, I called Sifu Lamar. finally worked up enough nerve to say something. Yeah, I said, I said, is it actually I said something really funny to him because it's like I was I was so nervous. I was looking at the picture. He looked so tough in the picture. Yeah. And exactly. sitting down with his hands crossed and it's like towards his chest. And, and yeah. it's like, I was like, are you the dude in the picture? And I, I, I actually that's what I said. I said the dude in the picture. Mm -hmm. And he started laughing, and I like, yeah. He said, "Yeah, I'm the dude in the picture." I think he knows he's intimidating too, <laughs> you know. So I, I told him, man, man, do I need to get on my knees for you to teach me? I mean, please, you know. I didn't even expect you to answer the phone, and 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 you, you, uh, 
you know, you train with Sifu Ted Wong and all that, you know, Bufi students and stuff like that. He said, okay, can you, when you can come down? I said, now? <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. Come, come tomorrow and, and we'll sit and talk. So I went down there. He was in Birmingham, which is about an hour and an hour and a half away from Huntsville. So that was before he moved to Oneta. Yeah, okay. which is Oneta is 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 a part of the. I love that of, little coon that Birmingham. He has. Anyway, I, I love that little coon that he has. It's really cool. Yeah, like you don't know it's there. You know, yeah, it's like I mean, a little alley, but I love it. I mean, look at yeah. I me. Mean, I love that. You know, that's different. I've never seen anything like. Yeah, that. yeah. I don't cool. know if I ever told him that, but yeah. But the school, the school, the uh, our school was in <laughs> Alabaster at that time. Okay. Which is which is part of Birmingham suburb also. So, uh, and I started learning, uh, training with him, and I picked up really quick, and uh, I loved it. I loved it, and I loved his teaching, and I loved the art, and and. Uh, what did you like about JKD? Uh, very logical. Uh, straight to the point. It's simple. It requires critical thinking. And it's a problem-solving art, so it challenges you not just physically, it challenges you mentally. It forces you to think. It, and I always tell my students, this is, I've, I've heard Sifu Chris Kent, which I have met. And I, oh, you said, read him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I got a couple of his videos. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, he said, this is the PhD of martial art. Mm-hmm. Because it requires critical thinking and problem solving. So JKD is a PhD in martial art. It's, you know, so I always tell my student, this is not, you know, college level. This is PhD. You got to think. You got to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, thinking, man. it's like a playing a chess game, you know? I've always said that about Wing Chun. Like, I'll talk to people. I'm like, you know, you'd be a good Wing Chun person because you're calm and it's a thinking person's art. You know, the best athlete is not going to necessarily be the best wing chun fighter. True. It's true. the, you know, the best. But I think one yeah. of the things I liked about JKD, because I actually had more wing chun when I went to Francis Fung, but he started you off in wing chun and JKD. I don't mean to interrupt you, but when you went and, 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 and met Sifu Lamar and trained with him, uh-huh. how long have you been doing wing chun? I think I was like a green belt. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I have like a green belt. Uh, okay. I had left Francis Fong for some reason. Uh, I think that moved out of the. My daughter had a baby. I think that's what so I wound up being my grandson's. <laughs> okay. So the only thing I could do is do something on Saturdays. I'm like, well, why not just go here for two hours in a seminar format? And so I've been to some of his, you know, uh, multi day seminars too. So it was, you know, and you have to be open because, you know, um, he has some different perspectives, but they all work. And I, you know, to me, I just examine them and say, okay, you know, I know this makes sense. And anything that makes sense to me, I'll try and apply it. You know, sometimes you know, we all have every, every the same goal, right? You know, a lot of paths to get there. Every JKD instructor, you know, sometimes teach different perspective how to introduce these the same information differently and and you know some some jkd instructors will teach more of other art and less of of other art so it, it varies you know it depends like, how uh, i'm sorry go ahead 
it depends how 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 your your where you where you learn your JKD from also mm. where you who influ, influenced your JKD for example yeah my, uh, I am under certified under Lamar Davis but as an instructor but I did train with different Bruce Lee students and and I learned like Ted Wong Steve Golden uh, or second generation student like Harinder Singh or Tim Tackett, you know, you, you actually grasp a little bit of, of, of each. And that really also influence your JKD as a whole, you know, and how you introduce your curriculum to your students and stuff like that. Yeah. It gives you a good bird's eye view. And I like learning things from different instructors. I have not train with Sifu Singh, but I train with some of his students. Over. Well, actually, he's doing a seminar. You should go. They're doing a seminar on the 22nd in Onyeda. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know that he and Sifu Lamar do. I am going to because I've, I've always wanted to meet him because he reminds me of me, our size. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a, he's he's awesome. a mover. I was like, he fights like me. I know he's on a whole different level, but he reminds me of me, so I could get a lot from him because mm -hmm. he has the same stature. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, I like Sifu saying Very knowledgeable, very philosophical. He explained things in a very philosophical point of view and uh, very deep, very deep when he explained, really. Uh, Is that the I way you that. teach uh, Sifu Lamar? Um, are, you, do you, are you the type that uh, teaches a technique and then teaches the application? Do you let people figure it out? How do you, how do you teach? Well, when I teach it, I, normally I teach, let's see, uh, I will teach a certain technique. Uh, I will explain where it came from, the application of it, uh, what is, how it, it could fail and how it could be successful. What makes the technique, you know, the integrity, how the integrity of the technique could be jeopardized if it's right. not done the correct way. Uh, I will show it. I'll demonstrate it when it's not done correctly, how it will fail. If the technique is done correctly, how it will actually succeed. Then I will make sure uh, it's done at, at slow speed or medium speed and work on the actual technique itself, the structure of the technique, not the speed. I want to make sure there is the integrity of the structure of the technique is done very like when you for example when you do the tanda you know the ten the ten is done correctly the mm -hmm. punch is you know have to seek you know how the when you throw the punch is the elbow seeking the center line is the tanda way out of the box i call it the box which is mm -hmm. you want to keep it tight you don't want to yeah open up yourself too much you want you don't want your tanda way out and which open up yourself and that loses you lose all your power you know you lose your power how the tan itself the tensile will feed that counter torque it will feed the punch when you tan and you torque with your hip to the you know as you turn both support each other and one will feed the power with each other the mechanics mm. you know i get deep into it i teach it to the student i teach when i love it. Like, i'm sitting up here thinking man i would love to train with this guy because i i appreciate that because it lets me know that you've examined a technique oh absolutely, teaching absolutely. It. so absolutely. when you explain it like that okay this is the way it can be successful this is the way it can fail exactly um, yeah 
you know, that means that I know that you have spent time examining it. Oh, that, absolutely. I appreciate that. You know, I shuffle, I shuffle it. You know, I like, I open it, like you open something, you shuffle it and all that and go into detail, deep into it and everything. Because I want the student to understand that I call it the what and the when and the how. It's not just, you know, here it is, like another instructor, okay, let me demonstrate, here it's done, you do this, you do this, you do this. All right, okay, let's do it and I'll go check on you, see how you're doing and I'll correct you as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. No. I don't teach it that way. Yeah. Well, no, I'm very specific into details, very detail oriented. I, I agree with you. I, I can remember Sifu Francis telling students, yelling at, don't, no, don't teach them that. If you teach them wrong, then it takes me longer to teach them right because I got to undo everything you did wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. That stuck with me. That stuck Absolutely. with me. I was like, you know, he's like, you taught him the wrong way. I got to teach him to undo what you did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. Plus, you know, as an instructor, you really have to take pride in what you teach. I mean, your students are the billboard of you. Sure. So if 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 one of my students come across another JKD instructor and he asks him something and he also knowledge is very important. I want to make sure my students know what it is, where the technique came from. What uh, you know, the knowledge part is very, very important. So uh, it 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 will reflect on me if my student technique is sloppy or he doesn't know where it came from or what it is and everything. That's good. So, I'm glad to hear you say that because that's the way I think. I'm like, how you let somebody walk out of your school? Like, you know, I've been to places like, like, how you let somebody walk out of your school doing that? <laughs> no. I'm like you gotta correct them, you know, you just don't let people because you I'd rather spend three days doing it right than you know, just you know, okay, go ahead and, and you know it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because it's gonna fail and then they're gonna lose faith in the technique. Absolutely. 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 That's it didn't work I, because I didn't teach you the right way. I correct, didn't correct. Teach. That's why I tell them it it the technique will serve you well if 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 you're doing it the correct way, if you don't, if it fail, that means you did something wrong, you know. Um, and but even though something you said earlier, do you let the student figure it out by themselves? Not the technique. I normally, when I explain something, I will I will say, okay, I will give the student the opportunity to think for their own when they answer. For example, I will say, okay. When you fire a double bilgy, why why you think the bilgy the second one comes really almost from under the armpit and not way down? Why you think is that? And I let them think, hmm. And I'll do it in front of them. They go, hmm, hmm. And then they'll think and everything. One of them might answer it correctly and all that. Basically, basically, you want to you know, you want the second bilgy to be. Uh, hidden, yeah. you know, using the other yeah. the arm as a blind spot. So when the second bilgy comes in, when he blocked the first bilgy, the second bilgy comes in and seek under the other arm, close from the armpit, it goes under your arm and all of a sudden, he only see it when it's actually right there when it lands in his eyes. Right. But if yeah. you do it way under, he can see that. You know, it's very obvious. So it's very sneaky when you do the double bilgy and when the when the person blocked the first one. So you know, I try to let them 
look at the structure, where it came from. You know, this just I'm just giving you an example how I let the student, you know, trying to find the solution for things and think of their own. You know. Yeah, I just, I, I know some. Yeah, you know, I trained with the Wing Chun guy who's very old school. He have you work on something, he'd be gone for an hour just to see if he did it. Uh, and I know, like in Wing Chun, once you get hired, the wooden dummies like that where. You'll do it. You don't necessarily know the application of the wooden dummy until later, you know. But mm -hmm. but I'm like, dang, why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this? Okay, okay. Did you learn uh, the sets? Did you learn the sets? Yeah. In the oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know the last uh, set. Well, I, I've seen it. I haven't perfected it. So. Oh, okay. And I still don't know all the applications, but I stopped training. So. Uh, well, I train informally now, so I'm a garage okay. guy. <laughs> okay. I always train. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What did you find when you train in JKD versus the Wing Chun you train? What did what did you like about JKD versus Wing Chun? Even mm -hmm. though Wing Chun is founded in JKD, also as part of JKD. I agree with you, and let me just piggyback on that. A big thing with if you say that you teach JKD, if I don't see a Wing Chun Foundation, I don't think it's JKD. I agree. JKD is not just putting together a bunch of martial arts. It's having a Wing Chun Foundation because that's also a boost. Because most a lot of those techniques require that. So, and that's one of the things I liked about Sifu Lamar. I, I knew he had that. I knew he taught Chi sounds and you know Don Chi sounds. So I knew he had a Wing Chun Foundation. So. That's what like that kind of gave me. The, but in terms of JKD versus Wing Chun, is I like the mobility because I was very athletic, and that's the what footwork. Done JKD, the foot movement, and I was I had fast hands. Even though I just started, but I played all these other sports, so that allowed me to be better in Wing Chun. I mean JKD quicker. <laughs> Because I could just use my movement, you know, and you know, when we were sparring and stuff. So that's why I like <laughs> Wing Chun. It took me longer because I had to figure it out because my athleticism wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, JKD is uh, great in footwork. You right. So, what did you? What do you like? You know, I, um, have you done Wing Chun? I did. I trained uh, uh, for like three, four days uh, with the Wing Chun instructor. I'm sure if I say the name, you're going to know it. His name is Randy Williams. I, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was, I, we I spent I three days. He came in to, to Alabama. He did a seminar at with Lamar Davis, but then he would, uh, with us, then he decided to drive with us to Huntsville, where I was, uh -huh. and hang out for for the weekend okay. and train. So he hang out with me and, and uh, at that time, another JKD instructor under Lamar Davis named Michael Palmer. So all three of us, we hang out, and he just, we just picked his brains out in, in Wing Chun and have him give us private lessons, you know, the whole weekend yeah. and uh, for free. Yeah. So uh, it was great. And man, he is, awesome, he, he's so funny. He's very funny. He has wicked sense. He's high, level. He's, he, he's high level. Oh, very high level. So, so let me ask you this on your school. Does it say Randy Valor JKD or Randy Valor Martial Arts? No, my school is Valor JKD Academy. 
so you say JKD in the name. The reason I asked is because the last place I went with, um, he put martial arts. He's like, you know, people don't know what JKD is. And, you know, I just put martial arts and they find out when they get in here, we do Kali. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just curious. I always ask people that. Yeah. On, on, generically. On, I think on Instagram it said Valor JKD Academy, but on Facebook it said Valor Academy. I'm not okay. sure. So, well, tell me about your school. Maybe I can come visit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've seen welcome. a lot of your videos, and I think. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. I, you and I have never met. But yeah, there's a lot yeah, of videos. You and I have never met, but I respect somebody who is willing to put their work out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I take really pride in my work. And, and I see some of the stuff your students do. And I was like, you know, I like the real life application. Like I saw the guy against the wall. I was like, you know, that's the kind of stuff I like. That's might happen, you know. Oh yeah, that's just like uh, that's just the last video. That was actually yeah. I was testing. Uh, this is a part of uh, one of my students was testing for his intermediate level. This is the first level you get tested after one year okay. of training. Uh, has to you have to spend at least one year. I don't care how good you are. It has to be minimum a year before you test for your intermediate level. So, do you have levels or belts? No levels, no belt. You know, JKD doesn't have belt. Yeah. So that's I was, yeah, I was about to. Get, so yeah. that was that was true in my last school. But however, at Francis Farm, I think because it was such a big school, they just needed the belts to manage the students. Oh, okay. So, well, I give I give shirts and instead of the belts. Yeah, but yeah, I know the school, that different color shirts. Belt. He didn't believe in it. He had levels, and that's what we. Did at my last school, but I was just curious how you how you did it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the student get a certificate and he get a shirt, like a intermediate level get a white shirt, advanced level get a red shirt, senior get a blue shirt, and then after the senior level, apprentice instructor will get a shirt, but it's a polo shirt with a collar. And instructors can wear a shirt with a collar with the logo on it. Okay. And how long have you been cert? When did you get certified with Sifu Lamar? I can't believe we we never crossed. Maybe we did. Uh that was in '94, I think '95. I got I got yeah, a, I my first instructorship certificate. Yeah, it was in '94 or '95, something like that. Um, I think I might. Have, oh no, I wasn't training. Two thousand. Oh, you that, know, so, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So 32, 32 years of uh, of JKD, and I'm still a student. I'm still learning, man. That's the way it's got to be. Are you yeah, a new arts the arts at your school, or is it just straight JKD? Well, no. I mean, I try to like when I teach my students something else that I I've known, I will tell them what it is. I don't say this is under the JKD umbrella, right? Like like I'll teach them grappling. Like a, how you defend grab bounce because yeah. I took I took I've learned jujitsu for I had to stop for a little bit but I'm probably going back to it eventually I trained jujitsu for about eight months okay uh, I almost earned the uh, the blue belt but I didn't get tested for it but something yeah. happened and I had to stop so um but I I I kind of whatever I've learned, I've learned a little bit of Kali, I've learned some Screamer, I've learned some uh, uh, Krav Maga from different, you know, through the years I've cross-trained with different yeah, different instructors. No wonder we get, get along because I do the same thing. 
I was like, I have probably 30 hours in Kali, boxing, Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at those, but I kind of understand them. You know, I mean, I tell my students, I try to share some of the knowledge in my head with them. But I'll say what it is, where it came from, you know. I will tell them this technique came from this art, this technique came from this art, and stuff like that. But primarily I teach, you know, JKD, and and uh, I make sure that the foundation is Wing Chun, you know. So Yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. Um, you know. So and the how, boxing how, and the fencing and all that stuff. So How do you get students? That's a fairly small city, but I don't know how much competition you have. I know there's, I know there's at least, martial arts schools in Greenville that I know that are pretty big. You know, no, Green here we have a mainly a lot of jujitsu Brazilian jujitsu schools in 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 Myrtle Beach. Yeah, and MMA schools. There's one prominent MMA school, big one, Brazilian mm -hmm. Jiu-Jitsu Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. I'm the only JKD uh, school in in Myrtle Beach area. You know, so. Yeah, I oh. trained with a guy who's um, Master Chen Lee. His dad was a Taekwondo guy, but he learned under, um, gosh, he, he was a um, jiu-jitsu guy, and he did, like, Muay Thai. And he used to beg me to stay for jiu-jitsu. And I only have, like, 30, and I regret it so much. Because I used to pay for both of the classes, but I was just, I wanted to do the kickboxing. And boy, I was like, man, I look back, I'm like, God, I wish I had stayed for more jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh it's God, always I was, good. I just it's didn't, always good to I know. I didn't like it. He had to force it on me. I know it's effective. It's not that I'm like, I just, you know, I'm a small guy. I'm like, I don't want to get on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking about Cleveland. I'm like, I know dudes would come and kick your head. <laughs> but, I, but I don't want to fight a jujitsu guy because I know it's effective. You know. And, but I wish I had done more, and I, I really regret that. But you know. we have a lot of it in JKD. You know, I know the Sifu Lamar has it in his curriculum, both defenses and um, techniques. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I think both you and I probably like about JKD is it's all around for all ranges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so it, you don't want to be on the ground and is is that the time, oh, I wish I've learned grappling or anti-grappling or how to yeah, counter yeah. The, you know, hip throw onto or counter this, counter this, and how to counter and ground and pound. How to I know a couple of the guy, and so I can get up on my feet and everything, so I can get back to my environment where I have the advantage. It is you know, but it's always good to teach students how to, to get back on their feet if somebody take them down, and and uh, you know, I don't teach very my very good students, at that. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't teach my student how to submit the person and all that stuff because that's that you have to spend time learning that, right. you know, uh, you have to spend time learning the, the, the grappling game and 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 to be good at it. It takes time. Uh, but I do teach them how to uh, if somebody take them down and start ground and pound them or somebody take them down, try to do a submission on them or how to actually get up, you know to sweep the person, take them off and have to reverse things and mm. have to get back on their feet where they uh, have the advantage. So it's better to get up, stomp on their ankle and, you know, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, so tell me about your school. Um, well, I, school is small. What do you like to know? Uh, I don't, I don't take more than 12 students at a time. 
uh, I can right. make an exception for 15 because the place is not that big. Um, quantity down and the quality up, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's I love I that because that. I know that you, and that's another thing. Um, I like when an instructor can see me. If it's you know, sometimes the school can be so big, and they don't see you, or they just come by. But twelve people, you can see everybody. You can always be correcting and making sure that they're doing things correctly. And I actually like that. Well, I mean, I can afford to do that. That means because I do not depend on income from from teaching right. that to require to have so many students because okay. it's not my main job. I teach in the evening and I have my day job and that is what my income comes from. So okay. I can afford to focus on quality. And of course, I do charge for my teaching, but I can afford to have lower number of students and focus on the quality because it's not the primary income so yeah i agree and you know something seafood my main goal is never to open a school i just wanted to teach people in my basement so i could be more selective um i don't have to pass people along prostitute myself and that's how i never really wanted to open a school i just wanted to teach people in my, you know three or four or six people in my basement mm-hmm. that's that's like yeah. kind of like me, just could really get into it, you know. Cause I know, okay, my my class will probably run over fifteen minutes because I'll just keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enthusiastic about it. Yeah, but that's well, the kind of way I wanted to do it, and not have to rely, like I said, on it would not be my primary source of income. Yeah, doing anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm lucky in the matter of of a good friend of mine is is a karate instructor. He's very open. And mm-hmm. he teach jujitsu, karate, and he teach other art. He's but mainly he's a karate instructor, and mm-hmm. he focus on his kids program. And he owned the building. He teach okay. in the same building where I teach, so I rent the space from him. Awesome. And I have a section in the school is for me, and that what is that's where the convenience is. I don't have to worry about the rent of the whole building and everything. Mm-hmm. I just rent the space, the time that I use it from him. So that that's made it more feasible to to focus on the student than the actual expense of running the school yeah. and stuff like that. So what did it feel like once you got your instructorship? What did it feel like? It feel like a, a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. That mean I have to make sure uh, to 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 copy to generate copies of myself, not as the the what I mean copies as not everybody's JKD is different. I don't want my student JKD to be like me. So, but to actually copy the knowledge in my head and transfer it, communicate it to another individual and make them instructors in the future, it right. is a sense of responsibility is how, how you know, the integrity and the ethical way of thinking and, and do you take pride in, the, in what you teach and do you want to, you know, uh, excuse excuse my language, half ass teaching? <laughs> you know, yeah. you wanna you wanna make sure you 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 put out a good quality product out there to the students and 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 shoot for excellence. So so that's 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 what you know the big responsibility in my head when I became a instructor. I said I said. This is what I want. I don't, you know, that's how I want to approach it. So, yeah, so. that's super, man. I really, you know, how many hours do you think we spend uh, just 
teaching martial arts? I would say about four hours a week teaching. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I only teach twice, three times a week. That's it. I'm sorry. Do you have any uh, senior students helping you? I I do. I have one senior student. He's been with me for eight years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a man or a woman. You got to have. Yeah. Yeah. He's testing for his senior level. Actually. Uh, He's 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 uh, in about. A month or two, he'll be a senior, and after that, he'll be in the apprentice, instructor apprentice program for another year. So, so he'll be an apprentice instructor next year. Okay. Do you ever get down to Atlanta? I do. I do. I haven't been there in a long, long time. Well, but have, if I if I'm, I'm def- there, I would I def- definitely well, give you a holler. Um. Well, see, man. I I see. Food. I think that we all come from this. We are. We're a big family. And Absolutely. when I, I did my podcast, I was like, I'm not going to focus on just the stuff I've done. I, I I wanted to be an open tent because there's a lot of martial arts that I've never heard. I just, I wanted to, it's about, that's why I call it martially speaking. Yeah. Well, uh, if I come to Atlanta, you can uh, invite, I can come and you can invite some of your students and all that. And uh, we can train together, kind of give them a, uh, a free JKD lesson. How about that? <laughs> well, I don't have a school. I'm not an instructor. I'm just a senior level student. Um, and that's why I'm talking. That's I think what that's what's different about my podcast is, you know, um, I'm a senior level student. I have little ways to go. Then I had some accidents. I had two rotator cuff surgeries in the past four yeah. years. Yeah. Really I would hit. love to meet, uh, if I come to Atlanta, I would love to meet Sifu uh, Leo Fong because I haven't met him. Oh man, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to roll, just to roll, do cheese out with him for for like for two minutes. I'll be, I'll be so happy. I went to, and I I used to go and look at his classes, and I'm like, holy America, what the heck did he just do? <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. I'll be sitting on I the watch side, his videos like, and everything. I'm What's like, his top student? What's his name? Is it Kevin? Is that his name? Um, who's the little guy now? Kevin Lee. The little guy. Is it yeah, Kevin? He yeah, he's from. Um, I was there when he was there. I think. God, where did he come from? Yeah, he always he on the videos Lee, with whatever him. Jet Lee used to do. I think that's what he came as. But he's now J.K. He he kind of runs things. I I think now. But yeah, I think he runs the school for. Uh, see, uh, I saw him talented. the first time. I saw him. I got interviewed. You know the uh, the J.K.D. dialogue. Yeah, with, uh, with Dwight, 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 Dwight. Yes, yeah. I got I got interviewed on that, but uh, um, if if you want to watch this, this is episode one thirty eight, I think one thirty eight, one thirty nine. I will, because I, I, I do watch his videos. Yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw Lamar yeah. on there. Yeah, Lamar was there. Uh, I think the I was on the on on his dialogue. I think a year ago. Yeah, it was like episode one thirty eight or something. But we uh, don't know each other, right? It's like two degrees of separation max. You know, you can but, name somebody in martial arts. Yeah, but that's when I saw Kevin. He was on the uh, on yeah. the on the Sifu Dwight, uh, and I loved his attitude and everything. He's a, such a cool kid. Yeah, he is. He's a little guy, but he's very talented. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, unbelievable. What, unbelievable. What came from? I remember yeah. when he came to Francis Wong. You know. And the way he teaches, like when he does a video himself and he's like speaking and he teaches it, it's like similar to me. And I was like, wow, you know, 
you know, I would love to meet him too, you know. He's detailed. He's tells you why things work, why they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Yeah. So um, do you have any social media or websites that you want to give out? Well, uh, we're on Instagram. I think uh, Valor Valor J Academy mm-hmm. uh, on on Instagram. Uh, there's a bunch of videos and all kind of different things on there uh, of the school that you know you can watch uh, training videos and also uh, the Facebook uh, page. It's uh, Valor Academy on Facebook. Also, it has a bunch of videos. That's the Facebook page. So, you know, it seems like I've known you forever. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me too. You sound very familiar. So, I, like I've known I mean, it's hard to believe that we haven't crossed paths before. We haven't met. Uh, I don't know. We probably did, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I when I was last at Seafood Lamar's, um, but, you know, I've, I've had a lot of instructors, and I've been very fortunate. I knew nothing about martial arts. I went through this thing called the Martial Arts Encyclopedia, and it told about each martial art. And that's when I learned that Bruce Lee actually knew martial arts. So this was doing all my little research. After I realized I couldn't, some guys had just smoked me in basketball. I was like, man, I don't have a vertical anymore. I can't play. And that's how, and I was like, man, for me to find seafood burger and see. You know, many people go to... How you found me? Is it on Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. And I knew oh, you were okay. with Seafood Lamar. And oh, okay. I, I appreciate your videos. You know, people put stuff out there. And, um... But yeah, I, I like to, you know, you tell... You, you put yourself out there so to tell people that you're real and you're, you know, you put your work and let people judge your work and that will, you know, and that's... It's part of, of course, marketing. As you, yeah. as you know, yeah. and I it, martial artists, I really uh, appreciate the way your um, your approach to instruction. I think I've told you that several times. I, I'm sure I would love to train with you. Maybe I appreciate that it. It's my pleasure, sir. Yeah, maybe we can make that happen someday. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. From Atlanta, absolutely. but I'll make it during the summer so I can do other things in the Hey, summer. a lot of tourists in <laughs> to Pearl Beach, so. Yeah, I need to have another reason so when I'm not training with you, I can enjoy the sights. Yes, sir. <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, Merle Beach is a tourist city, so a lot of tourists uh, will get what a million and a half, two million in the summer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Of tourists coming in here, yeah, it get really hectic. Well, I appreciate your time, I, and uh, yes, sir. Can't wait to meet you. And um, again, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> I really appreciate the opportunity and thank you for inviting me on your uh, podcast. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. You too, sir. Thank you. Bye. Marshally speaking. You have been tuned to the Marshally Speaking Podcast with Jeff Green, where he explores martial arts, the fight sport, and the professionals who make it great. Tune in every Monday and Thursday on Anchor Podcast for your next lesson. Marshally 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 Speaking. Speaking.